Welcome everyone to another episode of the Parenting Unknown Podcast. My name is Matt. Thanks again for listening to another week. And for today's episode, I want to talk about pre-parental misconceptions. And the reason why I want to talk about that today is because one of my good friends from, actually since high school, uh, he just told me today that he's about to have a kid. So I started thinking about all this the feelings and emotions of, you know, finding out we were going to have a kid and everything in between. And if you're like me and you have one of those asshole friends who pretty much has a, a comeback for any little situation, chances are when you told them you're going to be a parent, they might have said a couple of these things that I'm going to be talking about. So I'm only doing around 20 minute episode, right? So I'm only going to be talking about five misconceptions. Believe me, there are tons more, but these are just the five that stuck out that I could really talk about coming from a firsthand perspective. So one of the questions you ask, you got to ask yourself is, how does life really change when you become a parent? And the answer is, it changes dramatically. Not only before you were used to taking care of yourself, you might have had a girlfriend or a wife. That's all fine and all, but once you have a kid, you're responsible for taking care of another life. And it's not like a dog. It's not like one of those pet parents who <laughs> pretty much treat their dogs like they treat, you know, like they would treat a kid. It's not the, not the same. I mean, you could go to work, you can leave your dog home for eight hours, come back, it'll be fine. You can't really do that with the kid. Like, you shouldn't. I'm pretty sure there's some people that do that, but no, you shouldn't. So I've heard things around me saying that being a parent is one of the hardest things you could go through. It's really a tough tough test in your life, and it challenges you. Just that right alone is intimidating. Scary? A little bit. But intimidating? Yes. You got a lot to go up against, and it's not that easy, especially if you go on it by yourself. Or you have help. It's still going to be intimidating and hard regardless. But to be honest, I just really didn't know what to think. I've seen good and I've seen bad. So there wasn't really clear guidance of what to do. Or just everything that I went through had to do the opposite of. There was was no way I was going to raise my kids the way that I was raised. Or the way that my uncles and aunts were raised. There There was just no way. I was going to become, for lack of better terms, a child abuser because what my aunts and uncles went through, my mother, what they went through throwing up is child abuse. There's no no other way around it. Just speaking the truth, I mean, I love my grandma. She was my inspiration for a lot of things. She's my only mother figure that I've had in my life, but... When you cut things down, you see the way she raised her kids, and you j- I'm just calling it what, what's black and white, what's in front of me. And I mean, that's the truth. I love her, but 
that's the truth that happened to the kids. I mean, fortunately, I didn't go through that aspect with her personally, just with her. Because obviously she was sick. She really couldn't, you know, do anything. I got most of my end. I got it from my uncle, but that's a different subject. But just the basic concept of fatherhood was just as odd as off to saying, like, I'm going to go live in Mars. Probable now, but back then there was there was just no way of thinking I wasn't me with that. I wanted to eventually, but there was just, it was so foreign to me. Growing up in a Mexican background, there's not really any info or terms of being a parent that was passed down. It's kind of like it's just non-existent. You're just expected to have this kid. You might be living at your mom's house or more than likely with some kind of parent or relative. And they call to you and help you right then and there. It wasn't the case for us. I mean, so as, as I got ready to go on my journey of parenthood, I looked up facts. I've talked to people. I mean, not directly like, hey, dude, like, I'm going to be a parent. You know, what should I do? A, little, a lot of indirect questions, a lot of observing, and a lot of misconceptions that I've heard throughout the years that made much, made much more sense as to see how the, it might get construed. But, I mean, I'm here. There's dozens and dozens of parents that are here before me in this world, and they're doing just fine. Doing some research for this episode, looking back at everything, it was my surprise that there's a lot of misconceptions, not only just fatherhood alone, but general, but general parental ones. So going over from five, the first one is your social life is going to be over. When I told one of my friends that I was going to have a kid, first thing that came out of his mouth I was like, you're not going to be able to go to the bar. We can't hang out as much. Your life is over. And to be honest, it was far from the truth. I was around 26 when I decided to have kids and... Being 20, around 27, your social life is, be honest, is very much active. From going out with friends, to having a drink, to just hanging out, to meeting your partner, girlfriend, wife. For a simple date night, you can just get up and go. Obviously, you can't do that with kids. You got to plan things out, make sure if you have a sitter, if you're going to go that route. or It's not as easy as just getting up and go. When you do actually become a parent, your life doesn't really end it's just a big adjustment. I mean, for us, activities happen, but much, much less often. Opposed to going out, you know, three, four times a week, it's maybe happening one or two times every other month, if that. That's just the outings of me and my wife going out alone, but majority of the time we do have our kids with us. We're not complaining. It's just reality. We love doing everything with our kids. But five months to having our kid, our son, we went to our first concert, and it was a bit strange. I mean, we just had this kid who we anticipated for nine months. We've spent about four to five months with him every single day. And to leave him alone with somebody, it was a bit uneasy. Yes, I know a lot of people say, like, you guys deserve it. You need to go out. And yeah, that's all fine and all. But the feelings were just a little weird. For being with our kids, stuck to them for you know that amount of time for the first night, being able to go out, it was kind of those feelings. Well, like should I be doing this? Like I feel guilty us having fun, and my son's, you know, at his grandma's. I mean, you can't escape those feelings. It's how you feel. It's the truth. It's what happens. But it's okay. 
you, you guys deserve to go out once in a while. Kind of clear your head from, you know, being parents 24-7. And just kind of get back to... Or just kind of remember how it feels just to be just you and your partner. Me and wife get that every now and then. And I mean, it's nice when we can. And we appreciate it much, much more. And in that time, we appreciate, it, we appreciate each other more grandly. If you know what I mean. But after going out, coming back at home, getting their son, holding him again. You just appreciate the kid much more. I mean, three years later, having Mia, you go out a little bit more, but now everything we do is revolving around the kids. You go out, you're trying to make sure that the kids are entertained, that they love to do that. And honestly, we don't mind because we love seeing our smile on our kids' faces. And yes, it is COVID times, but for the past year, we've been going on road trips. We've been going on trips to the zoo. Any little thing we could go that's open, that's, you know, doing it safely, we'll go do it. And, of course, we'll see his cousins from my wife's side of the family to my side of the family. So, I mean, it's not so bad. And then plus, too, when you have a kid, you start to begin to get open to the other side of uh, parental activities, meaning you get invited to birthday parties, you get invited to play dates, and all those little things start happening once your kid's, you know, at a good year, year and a half. So it's a good chance to go out, A, to go out, two, for you get kids to go out and play, socialize, and then you kind of talk to the other parents, stack up, you know, a little trials and tribulations, and it's just a new social gathering. You might get some friends out of it. And the second one was, I'm not ready to be a father. And as much as, I, as much as excited I was, this, this phase, I would lie if I say it, it didn't come to my head. There wasn't one question that came to me and said, like, you know, I'm not ready to be a dad. It happens. It's scary. It's new. And the feelings you get, it kind of makes you feel like no matter what you've done in your life, it can never prepare you to face that true fact of becoming a dad, looking, you know, your destiny down, down a barrel saying like, you know, it's now or never. But multiple things popped up in my head from my upbringing to the immediate, you know, pressure of if I'm always going to be a good dad and if I could step it up and show my wife that what she saw in me as a husband, as a boyfriend, I could make her proud to become, you know, the father of her kids to be a good dad of my kids and to be a better husband for her. And I'll, I'll, I'll obviously, of course, be a better person for myself. Started to add a pressure that no one really talks about, especially from the dad side. And I know there's an enormous amount of things coming from the mother too, because let's face it, you do have this little human being growing in your belly for nine months. There's a strong attachment. Organs are moving. You're losing bone density. Well, some people. Losing bone density and a lot of wacky, crazy stuff is going on with the mom that, from my ears, you only heard really that, you know, about the cravings and the weight gain, and that's really about it. But everything else with the emotions, the change in your body, it's, I didn't really hear it. Obviously, I'm not a woman, so 
that aspect of being a parent wasn't really heard in my ears. When we get to talking with my wife, we could go ahead and ask her. And any of you out there, if your moms, if you might have heard stuff, feel free to let me know. I'm just curious if you ever heard anything, but coming from my ears, I didn't hear that. So it's a lot of stuff that you're finding out that's really eye-opening. I mean, but once the baby comes, it gets real, really quick. And all your intimidations, your fears, your worries, they kind of just dissipate once you see your kid's eyes. Once you hear that first scream, that first little body movement, that first time you hear the doctor say, you know, he or she's okay, it all goes away. And you begin your you begin your new life. That's what it is. When you become a parent and that kid comes out of your, you know, your partner, your new life is starting. Not only for the kid, but for you too. Uh, the third one is everything is all work and no reward. Meaning the work is hard. It's everything from being tired, being exhausted, having broken sleep, being tired from having a fussy baby, and the list just goes on. But the rewards make up for all of that. And I think you could ask any parent, any soon-to-be parent, you can ask any parent that all the struggles you'd had with their kids from the sleepless nights to the cranky you know, cries, to the diaper changes. It's all worth it in the end. And why is it worth it in the end? Because all these times you get to see your, your kids develop these developmental milestones. This, you know, it's a small little moment of joy where you see your child, you know, take his first look, move his hands, grab his first, you know, toy from, you know, either breastfeeding or drinking from the bottle, even pooping good. It's all the stuff that's little things that count that you appreciate from crawling, walking, smiling, laughing, all of that. It's, it's all rewarding. And I mean, I'll ask my wife too, because she could be the first one to say that no matter how much time she's tired or she's cranky because she wants to sleep because, I mean, let's face it, a lot of us love our sleep. But if you ask her, you know, you waking up early and getting a little cranky, is that worth when you see your kids smile, when you see your kids get excited? She's going to say, yeah. And tons of parents are going to be the same way in this situation. So as much as it's tiresome, it's frustrating, it's, you know, it takes a really big mental toll on you, it's all worth it. And if you're scared thinking about it, worrying about, you know, your mental capacity, it'll be worth it. Trust me. But to be honest with some people, if you talk to them, they're so negative And I mean, let's face it. There's people that have kids that don't like having kids. There's people who have kids who just hate it the way, you know, everything was the first couple of years. And I mean, is it wrong to say those people are, are you know, D bags? No, not really, because Everyone goes through life differently. Everyone has a different upbringing. And most importantly, everyone handles the stress and complications in a different way. Some people go through all this and come out a different person. And sadly, some people go through all this stuff and it breaks them. I mean, but that's what I kind of wanted to talk about, too, is that if you see somebody that's broken, especially when, you know, 
they're being a parent, their kids are just demolishing them, you know, give a heads up of a hi, how are you doing? You know, it's going to be okay. And that goes a long way, especially it's somebody that's like not part of your family and you hear those words of encouragement. It helps you. And I think we have more of a better support system with each other from our friends who, you know, they're having the kids, even though they're having the kids, you're not having the kid, a little still support. And if they snap at you saying, like, how would you know you're not a parent? You can't get mad. In a way, they're right. But in a way, too, you're just trying to extend the hand. That's it. So instead of hearing all the struggles, if anybody asks me, I actually do want to tell them that, you know, having a kid is the greatest thing you could do in the world. It's fun. It, it is exhausting. It is hard work. But it's great. It's great. What a last what a way to end that that phrase, right? It's great. But no, it's it's the best. And the fourth one is it will be gross. And what I mean by that is diaper changing. Throwing up and all the messes and fluids that the kids spew out over the time of well the first couple of years really. And I've heard like people overly worrying about changing diapers and all that stuff in between, but in reality, it's natural. I say in, in about a couple of weeks, from your first like deal with you know the kid, it becomes natural the first you know week or so, and you get used to it, and you kind of you know go over that hurdle of the misconception. But other projectile fluids that sprout from the mouth, you kind of gotta keep an eye out for that too, especially from the back end of the kid. There's times that you'll be changing your diaper and something will shoot out and it's not going to be good, fun, or pleasant. I mean, yes, but it's your duty as a parent. Take care of that stuff. Yes, it could be nasty. It could be icky or whatever you want to call it, but it's necessary. It's the circle of life that we had someone do that for us. Now it's our turn to, you know, keep it going. And to be honest, the only thing really from my experience that I was nervous about and that I'm not ashamed of to admit that I was really grossed out that I don't want to have nothing to do with it was the leftover umbilical cord. So when my kid was born, as every other kid, the doctors asked the parent, usually the dad, since, you know, the poor wife is just (laughs) giving birth to the kid, the last parent or the father to uh, cut the umbilical cord. And my wife asked your father to do that, and from the beginning, I didn't want to do that. I just, I just didn't want it. I thought it was gross. Some people say, yeah, it's, it's symbolic about you know, cutting from your 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 kid from the mom to the world. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to have nothing to do with that. But the only thing that grossed me out was that for my son, and for Mia too. Honestly, I don't remember. I just remember Max because it was more uh, blacker. Yeah, so when you cut the umbilical cord, there's a little piece on it. It stays on the little belly button for, I think, like a good week or so. So you kind of got to watch it. You got to clean up around the, the sides a little bit and keep an eye on that. So when it falls out, you know, it falls out. That was the only thing I could think of. They really grossed me out personally. For my daughter, it wasn't so bad from that, but for the first time, 
that's when I could say, yeah, that was disgusting. But in terms of the diapers, the throwing up, the vomiting, it's, I mean, it's just there. It's just a natural part that occurs. But I will admit, I couldn't clean that belly button part. I just, I just couldn't. <laughs> and for the last one was a shocker, a ruiner. And for the last one was a bit of a shocker, which I couldn't imagine this happening to me, but I mean, if we're talking real, we've seen it happen, or maybe not we, but I've seen it happen personally to where having a kid will ruin your relationship. And you could think of that aspect because, like I said before, me and my wife would go out, you and your partner could go out, have this certain life, you have your routines about going to the gym, going out with friends, going to see your family, and now you have this kid and your world gets turned up upside down. Because not just about you going out with your kids, I mean, your, your family, your friends, your significant other. Now it's about the baby first. Now it's about, well, I'm not number one in my wife's eyes. It's about the baby. And mothers and dads get jealous. It sounds petty, but in real honesty, it happens. I've seen especially some dads who get jealous over their kids. Because they're so, I don't know if it's like a upbringing issue, what they had. Maybe they're too close, close to the mom. Maybe women hurt them so much. But these people get upset over the kids that the wife is paying more attention to the kid than the husband boyfriend. Yeah, let that soak in. It's happened. I've seen it. I've seen it drive a wedge between people. I've seen mothers give up their kid because... They're either too young or they just can't handle it. And as much as you want to like shame them and you know tell them like you know they messed up, they're they're shitty people, or however you want to feel, you gotta put your mind in that aspect, like what if that happened to me? What if I had this kid with this girl who I loved, who I loved being around, but now this kid just it changes us. It changes the way we think, the way we feel, and for some people, they just can't handle it. And I mean, that's as natural as being excited, being angry, and should we fault somebody for saying that or for doing that? Maybe not. I want to try to keep an open hand, uh, open hand. I want to try to keep an open mind when it comes to certain these things and try to put myself in their positions, but it's just real hard to think that sometimes. Because, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want that happen with us to put a wedge between me and my wife. I love my wife. She's my everything. And to, for me to think that I would want to get pushed away from her solely because she's spending more time or more attention with my kids, that's a bit sad. I mean, because when we, <laughs> right before we had our kids, we made the t- determination to say, like, you know what? It's all about the kids now. It's not about us. We can have all our time once the kids are grown up and out of the house. And we had our time, you know, prior to these kids. But now it's really about them. They need all of our attention. They need all of our love as much as we can. Because we both had these, we both had this rough upbringing. So we know how it felt to, for a kid to feel neglected, to feel not as loved, to be pushed to the side. And we don't want that with our kids. So like I said before, Our kids are above us in terms of 
the attention, the love, and everything like that. Don't get me wrong, we still have the love for each other, which it's it's grown exponentially since having our second kid, which our love is just growing more and more and more. But right now, you got to realize that it's really about the kids. And you spending all this time with the kids, it's not going to be forever. But yes, they are going to go to school, if you go that route. They are going to go to school. They are going to eventually be out in the world and not be with you as much. But like I've said before, this time with them, it goes, it's going by fast. It really is. When I hear people say, you know, time goes by quick, hold on to your kids. They're not exaggerating because it really does. You get so busy with the day-to-day aspects of raising the kid, going out, doing things, cooking for them, making sure they're changed, taking them for walks, taking them baths, keeping them entertained, trying to teach them homeschool stuff. And life goes by. Life starts sneaking up real quick and that thing called time is just passing you by. But what I can hope for everybody is when they have a kid, it brings their relationships in closer as to if those relationships last. Not all of them do. It's just what happens. But if you can hold on to things with your partner, especially for the sake of the kid, work things out, why not, right? I mean, what can you lose? But things happen. Relationships change. Minds change. But I mean, those are just some of the things that I read into that I could see and talk about personally firsthand. So I probably will make a part two on this subject because there are, like I said, there are more. But for right now, these are kind of like the basic things that I've seen that I want to get across. But thanks again for listening to another week. And I never know how to end these things. Just thanks. (laughs) 